0: hey everybody another special whores only episode of horror movie talk uh we're going to be checking our voicemail because there's lots of them and you demand to be heard and we will listen and if you call that. us at 682-253-4468 we will, I will uh... tell you the last uh whores only episode we had is is a killer like is it i I think i think out of all of the things we've recorded over the last year i think the the hypothetical situation that we came up and talked with talked about on that last episode is probably one of my favorite moments of the year so was that on whores? it was on yeah that was all on the uh only episode no really yeah, I because was one on regular... call was about the hypothetical of, like, if you had to swap, if your girlfriend and mom swap bodies. And then yeah. a couple of calls later, I came up with the the Freaky Friday hypothetical. So check out the last episode if you didn't hear that. It's around the 14-minute markish.
1: You know, every time I see a picture of Casey Neistat, <coughs> you know Casey Neistat? Uh-huh. Every time I see him, I just want to murder, like, seven or eight people. <laughs> He's so ugly. He's like a Neanderthal trying to fit into modern society.
0: God, you don't have to man. be so mean. Ugh. Gross. If you're a Casey <laughs> Neistat viewer, I welcome you. Like all of you are welcome at horror movie talk. He wears his hat backwards so you can see how fucking
1: gigantic his head is. By seeing how many of these little holes it takes, up. his is hanging on by like the last one. It's like, uh, and it's just barely hanging in there. He's got a giant head. Tiny. Hey, let's little not mouth. be. Uh,
0: I, I think I, I'm not even joking. I think that's how how I would have to wear that hat if I if it was on my head. Look, I mean, I'm they the la, say I'm don't the last two dots on. on they those. say don't. They say don't punch
1: down. Uh, but I'm going to make a rare exception in this case, you know, uh, Casey Neistat is below us and Uh I, I think he's ugly as sin. You're ugly, Casey. Thank
0: you. All right. Let's get into the listeners. Here's our first caller.
2: Hey, uh, this is tired sandwich. I've been talking to, uh, both rice and David. I think I just want to say hi. And tell you guys that you're great. And this is probably not going to end up on anything. It's more for you two. Also, Bryce, you rock about rockabout police station. Uh, just letting you know they do have all that stuff. So I've delivered to them and seen them.
3: Um,
2: and David, well, what do you say other than
3: David? <laughs> yeah. Have a good day, guys. And also, this is from someone who's a, you know, male person. Fuck political mail. I hate it. Have a good one.
0: I think that's probably Mailman Nick. What? He's one of our patrons. He just signed up this last couple of weeks or so because um, he's a mailman. Uh, so, yeah, I think what he was referring to, and I think it was, might it be in our malignant episode where they went into, like, the police car garage and it was, like, a full mechanic shop in there. And so I guess I've been told that I was wrong, that that actually is a thing. So I stand corrected.
2: Hey, it's Beyond the Grave. I'm calling. I was listening to the Horse 2 episode. Bugsy was talking about how Jamie Lee Curtis, how she dealt with trauma and was. it felt like a lifetime movie. I did get very big, like, her writing a memoir, Under the Tuscan Sun, Coastal Grandma. Like, I feel like Jamie Lee Curtis' next move should be, like, woman in her 70s. Uh, writing erotic fiction. Next film. Maybe not a Halloween an Easter film. Right after church. Um, But speaking of Coastal Grandma, something I think is missing from horror right now, and I don't think was put out enough back in the day, Uh, the Friday the 13th franchise never been my favorite. I think the only part I really like is that the killer in the first one, well, spoiler everybody. Killer in the first one is a middle-aged woman in like a big wool turtleneck, just running around the camp, which I think I need more like put together old ladies, you know, making like a tea, uh, you know, uh, cool linens by the beach, but then also, you know, a little bit.
0: Oh, stabby. Anyway, bye. And he followed it up with another one, like, in, a, in another minute. So let's just hear this one.
2: It's beyond the grave. I have a would you rather. Would you rather have a hundred flies hatch inside your butthole and crawl out? Or would you rather have one human-sized fly put its little suction cup up your butt and suck out all the poop? Let me
0: know. Um, I think we just talked about this on the after pod that David paid good money to have the latter um, in the form of the yeah. Toto washlet. So I think it's a no brainer. Just like, yeah, I would I would pay good money to have a human sized fly suction shit out of my ass. Yeah, that's that sounds delightful. This is honest. I see no downside.
1: This is easy math here. I mean, <coughs> who doesn't who doesn't want to have somebody like get all up in that scrum, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, if you guys by the way, if you don't if you don't have the Afterpod, if you're not a part of our Patreon, uh we had some very interesting discussions uh on around the, uh, hypotheticals
0: on the uh yeah uh, on we the cracked uh, what, the code of of the difference between me and david when it comes to approaching hypotheticals
1: it's on the what we do in the shadows after pod which will be out in
0: a few weeks uh so you know yeah get um, ready um and then the the other thing you said about needing more horror movies with with kindly old grandmas and and woolen sweaters as the killer mm. yeah i think there should be more horror movies where It's the completely unexpected, you know? No one expected Jason's mom to be the killer. Mm -mm. Except for those big hands. Yeah. So, we need like a, we need like a, what'd you call them? I don't know. Yeah, we need like a Karen serial killer movie. Someone that's like, man, it writes itself. Karen. Just like have... Have her like have, like a, a new black family move into the neighborhood. And she's like, um, are you supposed to be here? And I'm like, Slip. yeah, as you can see from the U-Haul, bitch, I'm moving. Well, you don't have to use that su- such language. And you just like show her getting slightly offended or like need to talk to someone's manager and not and get slighted. And then she'll come back and kill him after that.
1: Yeah, I mean, it strikes fear into my heart as we talk about it, so I'd say I'd say it's a go-to. You know, we have Mike from California, who we haven't heard from in a long time, but did you also know that we have Mike from Jersey? <clears throat> we have a Jersey
0: Mike? Yeah, Jersey wow. Mike. Yeah. Here's Jersey Mike. Power Movie Talk. Hey, guys. It's Mike from
3: Jersey, a.k.a. The Kanji Man. Just tell you guys, fantastic show. I'm really bouncing around a little bit. Been listening to you guys for a few months. I just ran across the Bad Seat episode with your moms. Uh, great show, man. Really great episode. I really think your moms are super talented, and they could probably do their own podcast. It was really a good one. Uh, with that being said, I have a question for both you guys. <clears throat> Using the other one's weapon, so That would be David with a spear. Bryce with a bat. Which of the following three zombies, you know, you could definitely defeat using the other guy's weapon? Henrietta from *The Fruit Seller*, from *Evil Dead 2*. The clown, zombie clown, obviously, from *Zombie Land*. Or the tar man from *The Eternal Living Dead*. So, which one do you think you could actually defeat while using the other guy's weapon? Ah, just curious. Let me know and uh, keep up the show guys. It really does help me get through my day. Thanks a lot for everything.
0: Um, I think, uh, with a bat, Henrietta would probably be the hardest one to kill just because she's wedged between the doorway and the floor. So it'd be pretty hard to like get the a door good doorway swing the did ricochet off of the, the door or the, or the floor. Um, I think the other two, I can't remember the zombie clown from, from zombie land. I'm assuming it's just a regular zombie and, uh, yeah, depending on how much is around him and like, like, uh, how good of a swing I get, you'd be able to defeat him on one, one-on-one combat. And then with the, uh, tar man, I think that's like. A pretty easy get because he's isn't he just like sitting on the floor and not even really able to move
1: no he's he's mobile he yeah he once he gets out of the uh the tar the tar canister he's
0: he's moving all around oh yeah well yeah i I feel like that'd be like smashing a a peach with a with a baseball bat probably wouldn't be that hard um but then you're you're kind of in a confined space so yeah no yeah you'd probably be able mm -hmm. to handle handle both of those latter ones pretty easily you know, this is a good question.
1: Um, by the way, we just got uh, Team Bat versus Team Spear stickers available at the, uh, at the old horror movie talk shop. Um, you know, they, they're cheap and easy. Um, so, you know, pick them up, put one on your on your butt and, uh, and call, it, call it good. Um, you know, I'm, I think the, I think the thing about uh, about this argument that is uh, compelling um, is uh, you have to take it uh, in the context of the argument. Right. So the, the question of bat versus spear originally was um, in the event of a zombie apocalypse, uh, if you had a, um, a manual weapon, uh, what, what would you choose and why uh, to deal with the hordes of zombies? So I chose a bat because I think it will deal with uh, with multiple targets at once more, more easily. Slide off. It's easy to use. Um, you don't get stuck in things, uh, and, and they're ubiquitous. You you can find a bat anywhere. Um, but in a one-on-one scenario, which is what, uh, Jersey Mike proposed, I think that the spear is the superior weapon. So I get a pretty good, I get a pretty good weapon in this scenario. Mm -hmm. And I think, I don't think I'd have too much of a problem with any of them. Mm. Um, but if you start adding in targets to the whole thing then it then it, it confuses the whole thing i'm not above you know i'll admit when 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 the bat is not the right weapon for the situation is what i'm trying to say but the spear is good one v one i mean
0: <clears throat> it's hard hard to argue that mm-hmm. um see i i don't want to get into this again it's just seems like we, we could just talk about this for hours but I see uh, a couple points I need to bring up. You always rag on me that like, I'm not arguing the hy- hypothetical situation and mm. that I'm bringing in all these outside factors or trying to cheat. Every time you argue this hypothetical situation, you say like, well, yeah, it's easier to find a bat. It's like, well, that's not the hypothetical. The hypothetical is which would you choose? And the, the assumption is you could, you could have either one. So that's number one, that, that positive is taken out. The second thing, is you say, it would be better facing multiple people with a bat. The point, like the way that physics work is if you swing a bat and you hit one skull, you've lost all the momentum. Like you're not even like any glancing blow after the first like hit is going to do absolutely nothing to the other zombies. So In effect, any melee weapon you choose, you're only going to be able to attack one at a time anyways. It's just how fast can you attack multiple zombies with that? How fast can you attack multiple people one at a time? And I think thrusting motions at a distance has got the win over swinging at a relatively close distance. You can also thrust with a bat. Um, but,
1: uh, look, I mean, look, I agree with a lot of what you said there. I think you, I think we're talking past each other, uh, a little bit. Uh, but I think, I think the biggest problem with the spear is uh, you can't find it. And that to me, in my head, that's part of the equation. But if that's not part, fine. Uh, the, the other thing is if you're thrusting a spear, it's going to get stuck. It just feels to me like. It's going Depends. to get, but not only that, not only that, the other big one with the spear is you got to be, you got to be fucking good with the spear. Like it's, it, it, it is, it requires a lot of, uh, of, of effort to be, uh, of, of practice to be good at, at a advanced weapon. And a bat is not an advanced weapon. It's an, it's a weapon. Any dumb idiot can pick up and <laughs> swing or poke, you know, mm. and it's not going to get stuck. And that's just, look, that's just how I feel.
0: It's well, just how I feel. the getting stuck is uh, that's just a matter of what type of spear you're using. Like you could either use one that can go through and back through without ha- getting caught in anything, or you could use one with like a, a prong to where it stops it from going further. N- no, and, I-, I, think- know, I, I would encourage people, you know, go, go get a long dowel, uh, put up a, put up a, uh, a target outside about head, head height. And you just mm-hmm. tell me how hard it is to hit a target with a spear.
1: Yeah, and then yeah, and then just swing a bat, you know, like uh like you did when you were in T ball and uh you know, just see which one's easier. Yeah, you know, just, just see. Right. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> I don't want to fight anymore. Let's go on to the next caller. Okay. Let's go.
4: Hey guys, it's Elizabeth. Um just listening to your Terrifier 2 review. Um and this voice will most likely contain spoilers for Terrifier one and two. Um, so just a heads up that's there awesome. um, I enjoyed Terrifier too. the problem I think obviously the length was an issue um, the other thing for me was I think the first one worked so well is because we haven't really had a villain kind of like Art the Clown Um, you know we haven't had like a mime clown obviously we've had clowns with Pennywise and stuff but I feel like a lot of the things he did in the first one were like very shocking and that's why that first one worked really well with the small amount of talking that it did have. Um, And the second one for me just didn't really have that shock value. Like obviously what he did in the second one is like, you know, disgusting and like crazy, but I almost came to expect it from him. Um, Now the guy that plays art, the clown, is just absolutely fantastic. Like he really does a good job, but I just think the script was, I don't know, like I said, I feel like I came to expect the weird and it wasn't as good for me as the first one was the first one especially when he's walking around with the woman's chest and her hair and the first one like that was so shocking i was like what is going on but i i loved it like it was so captivating but um yeah just uh just my review for those two movies but like what you guys are doing as always um also gonna give us another watch so we'll see how that goes probably still hate it but okay bye
0: Give host another watch well good news we got a another episode coming out that uh is from that same director so maybe you can give a comparison between host and dashcam. i'm not gonna lie to you bryce i don't like
1: that director yeah i don't like him i think it, what he does in his personal life is not he hurts people who i like mm-hmm. and i uh I just listened to our dash cam review. It's uh fourth f- coming forth with, uh, huh? Um, yeah, no, um, I, I can see, I can definitely see why terrifier. T- I mean, terrifier 2, the stakes had to be so much higher. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> they had to go really hard because, because like, like Elizabeth was saying, like it was so shocking to see all that shit in, uh, in the first one. Uh, that uh that it lost some of that wow factor and anything else is just going to be kind of expected like you basically got to have like uh, to be more shock it's you got to go to extreme levels like i don't even want to say it on here what you got to do right to get yeah to get that same level of weirdness uh second time around so that's a good
0: point. yeah We've gotten a lot of feedback from our review on Terrifier too, and and I think most of it was directed at me. That it was like it was a bad take to criticize it for. Well, number one, uh, saying that it's written for dumb people. Um, I think it's that was maybe poor to, choice of words. There's That was offensive to a lot of people. It was um, offensive to dumb people mostly. I clarified <laughs> in the episode, and I'll clarify again. The fact that it's written for dumb people doesn't mean that smart people can't enjoy it. I'm not. I'm not criticizing people that watch it and enjoy it. I'm just saying the market for which it was written is not for the most intelligent minds. Like it's, it's, it's not taking anything for granted in terms of the audience and their capability. So, I mean, it's like saying, you know, uh, Home Alone was written for dumb people. It's like, it's true. It was written for children. Children are stupid. And, uh, that's not to say that Home Alone isn't a fantastic movie and I love, you know, but Terrifier 2 uh, in particular, like of all the, the dumb reasons to, to get canceled. This is the weirdest one to have to talk your way out of <laughs> Right, that. And the fact that I criticize its runtime, which apparently isn't uh, valid, like talking about, you know, there's more efficient ways to do filmmaking. It's like. But it do be that way, though. I think with any movie that you like, it just hurts when someone criticizes it. So, you know, I'm sorry to harm you. I'm sorry I hurt your feelings. Anyone that likes Terrifier 2 and really thinks that it should have been longer, like, I apologize. If you could just cool it with the casual (laughs) anti-Semitism. All right.
1: Next up. It's your boy, Bugsy. Bugsy Siegel, your favorite
5: Floridian horridian. Anyways, I will just got done listening to the Terrifier 2 review, and I'll say, you know, congrats on them making a ten million off a quarter million. I was thinking of Halloween Ends making a hundred million off a pile of shit, or they made ten million off a quarter million. I'm excited to see what's in store for art. You know, it's a way better film than Halloween Ends. The runtime was extremely long. Imagine seeing that in theater. At least they had food and drinks. You know, you could order to your seat. I had to go to the bathroom a bunch. I smoked before, you know, I had a mild panic attack. But, um, so, uh, did the, did the long runtime include the post credit scene with Chris Jericho or does that make the movie, uh, even longer? Also, how old was the sister, the main character? She was living at home yet was at a grown up party taking Molly with her 40 year old girlfriend. She is extremely hot, though, the main chick, the main Mary Sue, so she gets a pass. The main character looked old enough to be the mom of her little brother, who jokes he's the tallest kid in the class. He's supposed to be 12. I bet he was 18. You know, Danielle Harris could have, should have played the mom, would have been a 100 times better. The only thing that really took me out was the Mary Sue action at the end. Um, she has superpowers because her sick father used to draw her half naked with serial killer clowns in a notebook. No wonder why the mom toured up she was jealous that, uh you know, the daughter was getting the Teflon diddly uh, rather than her, you know, the in and out But um it's your boy Bugsy. Bugsy, and I love you guys. Bryce and David Day calling in from Florida.
1: I feel like I ran a marathon there. Um, It's crazy how much
0: people have to say about Terrifier 2. It's just... <sighs> Well, I'm. Uh, it's news to me that there was an after credit scene because I can't imagine anyone sitting through the credits to get oh, yeah, to it. Chris, like Chris Jericho was in it. Yeah, it's. I mean, I just.
1: I don't know. I. I I just. Oh wow! There she is. It's my ex girlfriend. Now it's Annie. Mm.
0: Yeah. No. Fuck this bitch. She doesn't look old. What are you talking about, Bugsy? Um. I mean, maybe. I, okay. Yeah. She's old enough to have a kid, but not a, not well, the brother that that's she, it's not had. a
1: very high bar, Bryce. All right. Or Mississippi. Oh. Check, check some This stuff is the out. one.
0: This is the one, David, that's oh. like, she's looking at you. Oh. David, she's looking at you. She's like, oh. hey, I, I know what you're thinking, and I'm, I'm up for it. That's what she's saying. Bugsy has a lot of obsessive, uh, uh
1: feelings with Daniel Harris. Um, there's some something going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, can we stop it? Can like, I, it's, it, I want, I want our viewers, I want our viewers on YouTube to have to look at, to have to be uncomfortable looking at the ugliest people on the planet <laughs> for a half hour. Can we just leave them with that? We can't, <laughs> we can't take and give them something beautiful to look. I, it takes the attention off of my ugly face. Um, Um, and then
0: there's his, uh, his saying like, like she's supposed to be young, but she's doing all these adult activities, like going to a party and doing Molly. It's like, it's like, dude, you've been doing Molly at parties for way too long. (laughs) I'm like, you're supposed to stop that at like 20. Teenagers don't do drugs. They're illegal. Um, okay. Bugsy next caller, Dick man crease i think hey boys it's dick man crease hey so i'm listening to the critters after pod
6: and i'm just curious at what uh patreon um subscription level do we unlock the secrets to bryce's mother's chicken noodle soup Ooh. that uh just makes you goo your fucking drawers <laughs> um inquiring minds want to know you guys have a phenomenal weekend
0: to go bye. this is so funny because I just sent david a, t- uh, a text with this because my entire family this week is is sick
1: mm. and whenever mm-hmm.
0: my mom hears that any one of us are sick she makes a giant vat of chicken noodle soup which i'm going to have seconds of the second that this podcast is paused um and it's so delicious and i i sent david a a text saying like my entire family is sick but my mom made us chicken noodle soup. Are you jealous? And uh, it was crazy. You said something borderline, borderline uh, blasphemous. You said that someone on your island made chicken noodle soup no. that was almost no, identical. no, 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 no. You
1: no, you were so blind with rage, you didn't even, you weren't even capable of hearing right. the actual words right. that I said. Um, no, what actually happened was we uh, know the Mormons out here. They're a small clan. They're, In fact, they're only a branch of less than 30 people. Uh, and uh, nevertheless, we know them. They're nice. They're very good salt-of-the-earth people. And it just so happens that they gave my wife a recipe for chicken noodle soup that Carrie was like, that my wife was like, oh, hey, I'll make this. And then she made it, and I was like, what, what, what? This is the exact same recipe that i ate uh in march when uh, when we recorded the, the the critters review and i was like how where did you get this and she's like oh this uh this lady gave it gave it to me it's exactly the same i mean it's exactly the same and i was like how how and she's like maybe it's just a mormon thing so i don't know i don't have any explanations I just know that there's a lot of coincidences that happened all at once.
0: Did it have the the right noodles? Because honestly, had the fucking dead on big slappy egg noodles in it. Yeah, these these noodles—that's the key. Big you got these thick, big old thick ropey, thick ropey noodles—is what you need. That's one, and then also she finishes it with some some cream, so it's like May- cream of chicken noodle soup. It's maybe we make pitch. a. We, maybe
1: we maybe we throw the recipe for the chicken noodle soup into one of the Patreon tiers. The one in the lower <laughs> Patreon tiers. We could Seriously. record.
0: We could record a video of my mom making it. And uh oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, I actually have like for my work, they they do like little things every once in a while. That we have a culture club that comes up with like little cool things to do in zoom meetings. And one of them a couple years ago, my mom um, did a tutorial on how to make pies how to make uh, apple pie. And she sent out her recipe for, for crust and, and I have a video recorded of her going through all the steps and she's adorable in it. And everyone at my work loves her and they, they, posted every year around thanksgiving of like hey remember that we have this you know recording of bryce's mom teaching you how to make apple pie and uh she's really good i mean she she used to be a home ec teacher so she knows how to teach uh cooking and baking and uh yeah if you want if you, if you want uh my every- mom's apple apple pie recipe you can hit me up i can get it to you
1: bryce is like you know remember
0: if you fire me you also have to fire
1: my mother. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody wants to
0: see the the video is on my YouTube channel so I can just put that to private. Put that shit yeah. to private once they fire me. Yeah. No, I got I got like seven mirrors set up already. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, honestly the chicken noodle soup I don't think it's anything super special other than the noodles that you use and you shut the fuck up well and then the other thing is it's made with my mother's love so you'll never have it i mean i can give you the recipe sure but it's not injected with the love of my mother which makes it taste 10 times better love you mom she's not listening god i hope she's not listening to these episodes (laughs) given what the last one was Hmm. Uh, okay let's reflect on her
7: what's up bryce and david nick calling out of michigan um, I just wanted to call and tell you guys how much I love the podcast. Uh, I, I spend a lot of time listening to it while I'm out delivering mail. Uh, you might find letters and such. I wanted to touch base on the spear versus bat debate. I don't know if this is stupid or not, but I've always had a thought that technically you could just put a spearhead on a bat and it completely defies the whole situation there is no argument anymore because you now have the best of both worlds um that might be a bad idea and stupid but anyways think about that one and um halloween end sucks it wasn't good there wasn't enough michael myers And yeah, I think that's about it. First time caller. Um, Took me a while to figure out if I was going to do this or not. And then I pushed the call button. So we're here now. Thanks, guys, for what you do. And I can't wait for the
1: next one. Proud of you, Nick. Proud of you, Nick. I wish more callers or more uh, of our listeners would find the courage to press that call button. Mm -hmm. Um, You just made a fat spear, though. So a fat, sorry. short spear,
0: which, yeah. I mean, not to disparage fat, fat, short, stabby things, but, you know, we all got one.
1: We all got Derringers. Now let's just all put them away.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um Next
1: caller.
6: Hey, it's Mike from California. It's been a while. Hell yeah. uh, Doug, the Terrifier 2 episode glad you guys finally said it i I haven't even seen the movie yet but i was like yo that chick is fucking hot uh thank you for uh you know bringing that to everybody's attention and making me not feel like a creep uh or maybe we just all three are creeps together that's fine uh halloween ends was dog shit just throwing that out there uh talk to you guys
7: later
1: yeah um so it's coming to my attention over the last couple of weeks people not a fan of halloween ends bryce
0: yeah shocking you know what so what actually is a little shocking to me is that red letter media liked it they're like yeah this is great (laughs) they're like (laughs) pleasantly surprised with it and uh i think the reason that they gave is that they did anything else other than just make a halloween movie (laughs) they tried something different um that was how i felt about 20 minutes into
1: it i was like oh okay And then it just turned into that. And I was like, yeah, but then they just don't,
0: they didn't execute on it. They didn't like commit to it. Like they're like, yeah, hey, we're going to do something different. But (laughs) never mind. Here's Michael Myers. And here's the thing that you were expecting anyway. So, yeah. Bryce, Uh, do you notice that we have a lot of callers
1: named Mike? Uh
0: huh.
1: Mike from Pittsburgh. Well, well, next next call. Let's get to the next call here. What's up, douche nozzles? Mike from Pittsburgh. I was giving a call because I had a friend who took a
5: medication and his dick stayed hard for like four hours. And he had to go to the hospital so that they could drain the blood out of his dick. And he said when they drained it out, it was almost black. So I don't know about it falling off, but that was fucking pretty nasty. Also, one of your greatest fans... I knew your grandparents. I watched you from afar as you grew up, just keeping you safe from all those fucked up fans out there. Alright, boys. Talk to you soon.
1: What, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> Mike from Pittsburgh. Are you a patron? Because
0: if not, you're not. The, you're not protecting
1: me. Not protecting me from those hard, cold streets.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is a couple. Several episodes ago, when we were talking about um, uh, pri- priapism, where if you if your dick stays hard for too long, it can fall off, which is true. By the way, I I, I double checked it on Wikipedia. Like, if you have an erection for too long, it is very very bad for your penis. And uh, David told me that you just have a freakish penis that never is not hard. So that maybe well, at just, this point it's just. Uh, petrified it's it's no longer a an actual dick anymore it's just become the petrified dick always i mean we've all got
1: superpowers you know Uh some of them are like you know an interior calm some people have the ability to like you know commune with nature deeply (laughs) you know talk to horses and and whisper at dogs and shit and mine is, is is just kind of one of these it's an outward (coughs) sounding superpower you know it's like oh well the hulk he gets big well david gets hard it's just what he does it's not an impressive hard on it's consistent Mm. um we go for consistency and not turning black um that's i guess another it's weird because a lot of people would say that if it turned black that'd be better (laughs)
0: <laughs> Moving
6: on. Hey boys, This is Chester Freak Dick Mancrease. So I'm doing a thing you uh, you guys uh, helped us out with, man. Uh, you guys mm-hmm. finally made watching *Human Centipede 2* bearable by adding your own commentary. I haven't watched this since it since it came out on uh, on demand. So I'm watching it again. I'm watching with your commentary. I'm taking a I'm taking a break while I'm having a new four loco to you know kind of digest this movie. And, uh, thank you for your contribution for, for doing this for us. I really appreciate it. Also, uh, I remember you guys had uh, made mention of Terrifier 2. You guys were like, oh, um, there's not even a titty in this movie. And we're about to be, uh, judged a whole lot on this one. For, uh, you know, all the, all the wrong reasons. But yo, listen, if you're going to be judged for a titty. Just go to, uh, Friday the 13th, a new beginning from 1985 and check out Debbie Sue Voorhees. Dude, fucking milk trucks here, boys. Um, yeah, so uh, go ahead and get a go ahead and get a look at that that bad boy and those uh, those milkers. Um, anyway, thanks for everything you do.
1: Love you both. Bye.
0: Doing the Lord's work, and Dick Mancrease. <laughs> uh,
1: look at those ham slappers. Yeah, um, <laughs> dude, dude, <laughs> Dick Mancrease. He's uh, he's a guy I'd like to hang out with, although Mm -hmm. probably not when he's drinking four locos. You know what a four loco is?
0: Isn't it like super caffeinated, super alcoholic or it was originally and they had to like tamp it down because children were dying.
1: Yeah. It's like you remember how you hear the story of Coca-Cola and they're like, yeah, there was really cocaine in it. And it's the story of four loco is the same, but with meth. It's just like, (laughs) no, they just put meth in alcohol and then. And then they just gave it to you, you know, and expected you to handle that shit like an adult. And it's like, no, there's a bunch of people who families ruined because of four loco. And that's, yeah. Then they, they kind of redid the whole thing. The, uh, the guy got out on parole and came back with four loco, you know, like again, without the meth this time, but instead Um, just like, it's just like trucker pills in there or something.
0: Yeah. Well, he mentioned the uh human Centipede 2 commentary track and and I'll say like we'll do didn't we say we'll do those every 25 patrons? We didn't we didn't uh we didn't make a uh, a promise. You didn't uh, make a pledge yet. Not not I'll yet, I'll make a pledge w- right now that 200 if, if we get to 200 patrons. Yeah. <laughs> there you we'll go. We'll the commentary track. So expect one of those around December two thousand twenty-five. No, it goes pretty quick. I,
1: I things have been patrons have been joining faster and faster. Um, so I, I expect I expect us to hit two hundred in March. That's my prediction.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty steady ramp up to be honest. It is not bad. You Look at those numbers; they don't lie. Um, Much like these hips. <laughs> Alrighty, here's Robert the Farter. Hey, Bryson, oh! it's
8: Robert the Farter. Robert the Farter. Um, so I was just calling because
0: that sounded like he just reloaded a gun instead of farting. It's <laughs> Robert, Robert the, the Farter.
8: So basically, what happened is my sister invites her friends over a lot of the time to watch movies with her, and. They're those movie snobs, you know, the ones that are like, oh, Steven Spielberg, oh, he's a bad director, and whatever. And those guys annoy me to no end. One of my favorite movies ever is E.T. I can't really watch it though anymore because I'll cry basically every time I do. Mm. Anyways, I thought just to give you guys a little bit of... um, Kind of a little bit of an idea of what taste I have in movies, just by letting you know. So I've got this wall in my room that's got posters on it. It's my poster wall, and I was just gonna let you guys know what posters I got on there. So
3: I've got wait. So I've got my stupid post here.
1: He's got a wall with posters on it, and it's called his poster wall.
0: Continue. <laughs> Hold the phone the po- poster wall
1: i'm sorry Wait, robert before before
0: that... we move on we have to predict what movies what movie posters he has on the wall so he already mentioned ernest scared stupid that's a no-brainer i can't um, believe he
1: found a poster for that
0: let's say i'm gonna say et because he just mentioned it Yeah. don't look at the transcript because i think he said something um, um jaws gotta have jaws. Jaws, right He's going to have like something out of the blue. It's going to be like um gumma. Um what's it called? What's that kids movie with like the three ninjas? Yeah, three ninjas part 3 <laughs> poster. <laughs> it's going to have hackers. Okay, okay. hackers. I'm dying.
1: Okay.
8: I've got a vintage Star Wars poster. I have a Nightmare on Elm Street poster. I've got a vintage Labyrinth poster, which, by the way, David, I agree with you. Labyrinth is amazing. And, anyways, it's Robert DeFarter.
7: Love you guys. Bye.
0: Yeah, anyone that's so pretentious that they say Steven Spielberg isn't a good director, get your head straight out of your ass. Like, even the most pretentious movie directors will concede that Steven Spielberg is one of the best directors of all time. What about AI? It's, I mean, if that's what you point to as his worst movie, like you could do worse, you know? Oh
1: yeah. You could do way worse.
0: And, uh, and that one was like situational. Cause that was supposed to be directed by Stanley Kubrick. Anyway. oh Shit. Really? And he took it if- over. I, I believe it was either that or they're going to co-direct it but i'm pretty sure it was a stanley kubrick movie and then steve steven spielberg stepped in and finished it
1: yeah i mean his range his the, the 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 goodness of his shit like it's just it's undeniable robert i also have a labyrinth poster it is among my most prized possessions um And I love it. I mean, if you were to look at another uh, director who is widely held to be, um, uh, you know, just just generally good. um, For example, we'll say Martin Scorsese. All right. Um, You know, who's going to argue with you about uh, about that? Um, Do you think Martin Scorsese has nearly as much range as Steven Spielberg? it's not even fucking close
0: he's His he's, got, he's got range but it's not nowhere near as consistently successful as spielberg's this is what i'm saying it's just it's like kind of the same pla- like hugo was
1: garbage i don't know what we're talking about when how did that fucking movie win all these fucking that ah, made me so mad i'll give him. you know sometimes he'll cut he'll swing out of the park like the wolf of wall street so much fun you know like oh man but I'm just saying Spielberg wide wide range anyway
0: yeah um next caller is also fart
1: sorry hey Robert the Farter
8: real quick just listening to Nope Review and heard Bryce saying that Jordan Peele is the new better M. Night Shyamalan which I do not agree with I agree with David that he does he just keeps cranking out those good movies you know I still can't believe you guys haven't reviewed The Visit because that is a very fun movie
1: but uh yeah let uh, see ya he's got another one coming <laughs> he's getting into the fart he's got another one play the next one too
8: hey sorry he just forgot one thing it's Robert the Farter um just for you, for you Bryce. So just from listening to about your dog Meg, I just thought it was kind of a fun fact that I have actually a cat named Meg. So I thought that was kind of funny. Anyways, it's Robert Departure.
1: It's it's Robert Departure.
0: Yeah. Well, technically Meg's full name is 90s Meg Ryan. Uh, Don't. That's that's her legal name. Um he's trying to sh- build a a bridge with you, and you just I'm shot just him saying, down, Robert. If your cat is named '90s Meg Ryan, like that is an extreme coincidence. Not going to lie, <clears throat> Meg's a pretty good name. Um, yeah, I agree with you about the visit. That is a. Have you seen that one yet, Bryce? I keep forgetting. No, but I already know like that what the twist is. So it's like, uh, God damn it, I don't know how much I care about it.
1: I don't know how you how you managed to disappoint me in this manner so
0: consistently, <laughs> but Jesus fuck makes me so upset. Uh, okay. This one is long and it has no transcript, so we'll see what it is.
2: This is from Beyond the Grave, White Lotus in it in. Um, I love that song, and I like that show, but I didn't feel it in smile. You know, I just listened yeah. to your review about it. And I really am surprised that I my view of this movie didn't really align with Bryce but I did not enjoy this movie. I thought it was, yeah, too slimmer to the ring with this whole, like, oh, timeline of, like, I'm going to die in this, but I was just losing interest the whole time. I couldn't remember who was who. I wasn't impressed with a lot of the acting. Um These jump scares, eh, I don't know. They just didn't do it for me. The, when I was listening to the podcast today, the ads jump scared me more than this movie because there was just out of nowhere. Um, I I feel like at the end when she went back to that house, well, which first of all, the sister was like, you're going to sell the house. I don't know why they're acting like that house and property has any value. I don't know where they live, but it looked like a dump and didn't look like there was any development around it. So it can't be worth that much money. But I just, I, I feel like I saw her seeing the mom, and I was like, oh, yeah, trauma. It just, I, I just, I, Bryce's explanation made it more obvious, but I wasn't like, oh, this is a movie that really explains this trauma. But also, this curse, was it either, a, it went from being like, oh, it's a family curse, but then also like, oh, it's a more generic entity of a curse. Why did it need to have to be connected to her mom? And then they go this whole route of, oh, 20 other people have had this. Just, just, just the stars didn't align for me in this movie.
1: I feel you. But
2: my favorite part was definitely that little kid's birthday because it gave me very signs, not signs, six sense vibes. And uh, Scary Movie 3, when they had the wake for Brenda. (laughs) he opens up that cat box (sighs) oh anyway smile you know this whole like big big smile spooky thing it's never been uh, creepy for me you know I feel like people just look dumb if it's not done effectively like you know in hereditary there's that guy who's like the naked guy in the doorway and then he's also at the funeral who's just smiling
0: and then it cuts him off um yeah i mean it's it's kind of interesting like uh, uh, like looking back on it like this is one of those situations where i stand by everything i said i love the smile like it's it's one of those realizations as a reviewer of like oh yeah you're just gonna really like something sometimes yeah and yeah if you watch it on a different day if you watch it in a different mood um, different hour of the day, like it probably would have hit you different, but man, smile got me right on the kisser. <clears throat> this is him continuing his uh his uh his thought, maybe it was set in a different day, so I'm not sure. We'll see
2: on the grave back, but I'm looking at a picture of that naked smiling man from hereditary I'm a looking him. And I'm a him because if someone's smiling at me like that, hey, 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 baby. I watched Dash Cam last night. Woo! Woo! <laughs> if you had told me, sit down and watch this COVID-adjacent well, COVID movie with all these Trumpers and shit, I would have said, why would I be interested in that? I, I don't need to see my real life on the screen. I don't need mm-hmm. to see that, you know. But what a time! So refreshing! Yeah. Just nuts, 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 nuts. Irk some. AF. It was good. It was really good.
3: Anyway. I'm going to
2: poke around. I'm off all next week. Let's see what I get into.
0: Um, (laughs) yeah. So the dash cam one's coming out this week or just came out last week, depending on when I released this episode. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Dash cam is delightful in large part to Annie Hardy being delightful. Um, I was just reminded that someone pointed out in our Facebook that they think that that uh Beyond the Grave might be um, what's his name? Yeah. Ron Funches. Ron Funches. That was uh Dustin.
1: Yeah, Dustin Dustin Goebel, the man, the myth, the legend, uh, thinks that beyond the grave is Ron Funches. I I know it not that's not accurate.
0: You know that's but stereotyping. beyond the grave. If you are Ron Funches, Ron, please be. You are invited to be a guest on the podcast.
1: And if you're just if if you're not if you're some guy who goes from beyond the grave, um, I love you, mm-hmm. and you can probably
0: I mean you know we could work something out. You know what I'm saying? All right, last caller, all the way from Finland, Anasaurus, the land of Finns.
9: Hey guys, it's Anasaurus from Finland calling again. I've been calling a lot, uh, within the past month. Anyway, I have a question, um, that I just now realized. Oh, we just came back from the movies. Oh, oh, my dog is pooping again.
7: <laughs> oh, it's
9: a dog. This is great. Um, uh, we watched the, um, pray for the devil. It was quite good. And I'm not sure if I thought that that we watched it at home if I was as impressed as I am now. So do you think it affects your score if you watch something at home or if you watch it at at the movies, you know, if it makes a big difference or whether it makes a smaller difference? Like I think it, it it might make like a quite a significant difference. Like, um, if it's at the, at the movie theater, because um, well, for one, the jump scares are way bigger, and um, of course the the music, the soundtrack, and the, all kinds of sound uh, sound design is different, more effective. Everything is more impressive. So I don't know if um it's an exorcism thing, obviously, that one. I'm not sure how well it's it's this year, obviously. But um not sure if I if I would have even watched it, um, back at home. So I haven't been to the movies in a couple of years. Well more actually. But yeah, it was it was good. I do recommend it. Pray pray for the devil yeah great so have a good one hugs and kisses and all that see you later oh p.s i'm still with the same guy he's great
1: great bye congrats on the great guy um mm-hmm. yep pray for the devil pg-13 um i've heard some praise uh is for the uh the, the main thrust of the question uh does it uh do you think the theater makes a big difference? I don't think it makes a huge difference. It pr- probably, it, it's an amplifier, you know, it's a, it's a enjoyment slash misery amplifier for me. You know, if I like something, I like it a little more, uh, in the theater. And if, uh, if I hate something, I hate it a little more in the amp, in the, in the theater. You know, I I think, I think being forced to be in a place where you're sitting through the thing that you love makes it better and sitting through the thing that you hate, uh, makes it worse. Uh, I don't know. What do you
0: think? Um, yeah. So it's interesting thinking of like the different factors, um, that contribute to enjoyment, like. like yeah watching it in a theater i think it's probably a net gain for me like of all the all the factors that i could think of like i think in general it's going to be better in a theater and one of the biggest reasons is that even if you see it and you're only in the theater with like two other people it just adds to the enjoyment to watching it with other people that are there to see the same movie um um and i'm i'm one of those guys that isn't super effective by people talking or not being super conscientious in the theater. Like I can usually look the other way or just be like, well, it's part of the experience, like having teenagers that are talking through the opening of a movie. Um, so, so there's that, but like, I think a bigger contributor is like, what's your mood that day? How tired are you? Um, like, and I think watching at home, probably accentuates the bad things like if you're tired and you're watching a movie and you're at home it's gonna be so much harder to stay awake you know in a comfy couch or in bed um and just being able to pause it at home you know right
1: that ipod i like we watched uh video drum and i i I started it one day and finished it another day and that's got to take something away from the experience. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're less
0: engaged Yeah, and you're less like the stakes are lower. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think there's probably a net gain with movie watching it in the movie theater. And the other thing is like, if you don't have a good sound system, like that's half the reason to go see it at a theater. Really? Truth. Truth. <clears throat>
5: and right, that's I it think folks that's...
0: that's all your calls thank you so much for calling if you want to call and leave a voicemail for a future episode or future bit call 682-25 682-253-4468 yeah. love you bye yeah. we,
1: you have a good week we have we love bye
0: always the wrong one always good hell yeah sir. Oh.
5: Good day, sir. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You... Oh. Oh. What is that? What <laughs> is it? <laughs> I just
0: had to scroll through the scraggly woods.
1: Didn't sound
7: good.